0: So You Want to Be an Artist is now on YouTube as a video series too. So if anyone prefers watching their podcasts and conversations, then head over to YouTube, the So You Want to Be an Artist YouTube channel. And this episode is now live on there too.
1: When I was at art school, I was purposefully not documenting some works, and then, you know, then thinking about what that means and how that can exist in, you know, in the in the real sort of art world. And then now, you know, having these moments, that certainly won't be able to be repeatable. Then you weirdly and ironically, you need to then document it in order to at least have proof as well, yeah. prove prove that the. Uh, there was some magic.
0: Thanks for coming to, to sit with me and talk to me oh, today. Oh man,
1: it's such a pleasure. It's nice to be
0: here. I uh, Like I was saying to you earlier, I stumbled on your Instagram and just saw the, the level of tinkering <laughs> that you dedicate yourself to and I was just like blown away by all of these contraptions that you made. It was like what, some wild science mm. and I was like, all right, I need to yeah. get I need to get a, a little light and shine it on this fucking wild perspective that's that's going on. Thanks. For so thanks for for obliging me in that.
1: Oh no problem.
0: Um, first question: I'll Ask everyone who comes and sits in front of me, man. What is art?
1: Um, you know what? That that's such a difficult one because, like, I've thought of this. You know, I've thought of this before, and I think I think about it actually kind of regularly because. You know i i like sort of seeing things and spotting things um just you know in the everyday and to me so many things sort of jump out and pop out and sort of catch my attention because i kind of see it as art you know in quotation marks Mm -hmm. and and it's funny because there's that thing of you know um is it art if if it wasn't made by someone you know there's that kind of question and and, you know, I studied finance arts. this. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. You know, so, I, I mean, I love that stuff, you know, I'm, I guess I think about it all the time. And um, So how do you
0: identify it then? Which is, I guess, is, <laughs> seems to be the conflict with you. There's this, like, naturalist, mm. everything is art, but then also yeah. there's this part of you that's like, well, there's an intention to it that yeah. might make it
1: important. Yeah, exactly, because there's that perspective of, you know, if an artist makes something, it will be or it can be art mm. um, and you know that seems quite sort of simple um, but that's the thing you know what about something that isn't first made by an artist but then it might have been sort of accidentally made by nature mm. um, but you know it's, it's that thing of you know do are we the only like species that can appreciate that kind of thing you know Um because there's so many sort of beautiful things and, you know, phenomenon and occurrences in nature, for example, that, you know, I mean, we're sort of like taken back by or blown away by and and it's like, wait, but is that because we're humans and, you know, we we can like think about it and process it as art? (laughs) It's such a confusing one. I'm not really sure how to describe art, really. Mm -hmm. That's why I have a podcast with
0: hours and hours of conversations of us just trying to get a handle on it. Yeah. And that the, it's a very valid conversation in a sense of does it have to have some kind of intention behind it? Mm. Does it have to have does it have to be wrapped up in some kind of message? Mm. You know, nature in a naturalist sense isn't expressing anything other than its own. Mm-hmm simplicity and its own beauty yeah, yeah. whereas ours uh, human human art intentional art is only expressing or is trying to take away everything that distracts from that right yeah. in my in, in my experience anyway mm. you know anything that isn't our natural beauty sure, sure. we we uh, uh, in the best art, we try to strip away. Yeah. And, you know, and, and maybe even give some kind of map of how to do that for every individual, or at least provide a space where other people see that it's actually possible. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's uh, I have the, the same conflict as you, you know. It's... You know, what's
1: interesting is that, or, you know, at least for me, I think, I'm glad that that's such a um, sort of powerful question, or even a profound one, because it's something to sort of chew on forever, Mm. you know. And it's beautiful just to imagine how we might actually come to different answers over maybe, you know, like different parts of our lives and stuff. Mm. I certainly think about art so differently than when I was doing GCSEs, you know, for example. The study of fine art has really confused me because Mm. it's it's beyond
0: academia yeah, sure. it's a spiritual exercise <laughs> yes, sure. so how yeah. for you as someone who's <laughs> got a degree in it and has been through that machine essentially mm-hmm. yeah
1: definitely
0: how how do you reconcile that almost it's it's almost a, a, a spiritual endeavor how do you yeah. reconcile that academic pursuit of it
1: it was kind of that sort of curiosity of you know sort of questioning, you know, how can you teach or study and grade art, mm. right? Um, but it was also, that there was that curiosity in me that wanted to sort of, you know, go ahead with it or go through that sort of um, journey to to still, like, um, critique it, like, from the sort of inside. Cri- you know. Critique the, the institution yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the idea... Um, the sort of the path of you know like the academic artist, mm. for example, you know, I thought it would be interesting to do it and then to experience that and then see like yeah, what, you sure. know how does this work and 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 i you know, I feel like it was interesting because as I began sort of getting into um you know the sort of conceptual art stuff that you know i hadn't really i guess dug into before um the degree, you know I was like fascinated by some of these of works and some of these artists that you know how rebellious i suppose they they were it's really difficult to be shocked you know by many things um but you know you can imagine when um an artist like uh marcel duchamp like had this urinal um you know that was that wasn't even created by him you know it was a sort of a mass producer straight item, off the factory line. you know like it was super clean and sort of i guess unused and you know he, you know, they dropped it. They
0: dropped it on the installation. They thought yeah. that he would go crazy and he was like, perfect, now it's finished. No.
1: Yeah. Really? He said, now it's complete. No. Yeah. <laughs> but That's the thing, like, you know, like you can imagine when that was presented as such a new idea, um, you know, people were obviously just going sort of like mental yeah. and they were like furious. and um, But it was amazing because, you know, for me, like it sort of, it... He kind of said that it was okay to actually um, focus on an idea. And, you know, it sort of gave... It, it kind of showed me, I think, that the idea is almost like sometimes probably more important than, you know, the the outcome, you know, in that sort of context. Because, like, it's almost like that's where it all begins anyway. You know, like, you, you need... You know, you need the good idea. Right? Yeah. I then you know, kind of inherited some of that um, rebelliousness and I was interested in stuff like, you know, not documenting my work and, mm. you know, seeing how that could work and, you know, sort of like, have you know, sort of performing these um, sort of like time-based works that... In the moment. Yeah, you know, that I'd, I'd sort of, you know, record them not visually, you know, so I wouldn't sort of record them like video or take photos, but... You know, I'd sort of log just bits of information about them, like time and stuff. But you know, I was really interested in trying to challenge this idea of you know how, for example, how can you know art be sold if it, you know, if it's not sort of recorded or commodified, mm. you know? And how and how how are we here? How are these lecturers marking us? And yeah. you know, it was really interesting because you'd have these um, one-on-one sort of sessions um, where. You know, you'd be given feedback on on, on stuff you'd, you'd made. And, you know, there'd be different sort of lecturers who maybe would have preferred your work and some who didn't. But it was really interesting how, you know, sometimes it's sort of dished out in a certain way. And then you remember, like, wait, like, this is this is literally one person. It's not even like that. You know, representative of this. It's not even a board. It's not even a democratic <laughs> yeah. process. Yeah. You know, where
0: it's, it's it, aggregated de- opinion. Yeah,
1: definitely not. Even if it was right, it's really interesting. Say there were like ten people on this sort of like panel. It's still like ten people, right? Yeah. Like in you know individuals um, with their own opinion, I suppose, and and that was a really interesting thing to play with. And this degree show also is made up to be such a big thing, and you know everything culminates to it, and. Uh, sort of I guess leads up to it Um, But then you're just like wait but you know if anything as an artist that's probably the beginning of your sort of artistic career as opposed Mm. to what seems like it's going to be this big sort of ending and you know this um, crescendo and then like, I became not really that sort of bothered by it Um, but the thing is we had to you know we had sort of had to make work What, What was your final piece? Um It was originally going to be this sort of, um, it was this heart. (laughs) It was a, it was a real heart, but it was this, it was a pig's heart. And um, so I was like playing around with it. I was trying to animate it and sort of get it, you know, moving. And I wanted, wanted it to sort of just be quite, um, I don't know, gross and visceral. And you know, I had it in this, in one of those like metal, um, like dentist balls. You know, kind of really Mm. medical and sort of like super clean and it was in like a pool of like blood right so I was playing around with all this stuff and it was like and it was gross in in the sort of like weeks coming up to this um, and then the, I'd found a way to sort of make it vibrate right <laughs> so I was like playing around with all this kind of thing and the, you know I guess I was leading up to present this and about a, two weeks maybe before it they were like oh look you can't do this because like i guess because i hadn't really communicated much with them because you know again i feel like i didn't need to right because if yeah. it, you know if it was my thing it's not like I also, needed it's, a, it's an
0: art show yeah yeah you know what i mean exactly exactly you said <laughs> who needs permission the yeah. fact that someone says you can't Man, do something definitely. if you're to get an a plus or first a or whatever you have to do definitely. what they say you can't
1: yeah you know what and that was really interesting because they were sort of um they were sort of bringing up the health and safety thing with, um, <laughs> you know, because they were kind of saying, oh, look, you know, like it, it might attract flies, and, you know, unless you sort of um, replace the heart every day, this, you know, and they were, I guess they weren't happy with it. And it was interesting because there was this other thing of it interfering, I suppose, with other people in the sense because they were it was a group show. Mm. But that was also, that was something that seemed kind of, I don't know, I liked... I liked how that I like that kind of cheekiness about it. That you know, I, it's not I guess up to me to um, consider other. You know, say if you're an artist like existing just in the real world, mm. you know, you I guess you should be making art that you know that's for you or like yeah, you know um, about you and I guess you know the I guess you know your I guess your sort of creative like. You know, expressive energy should be the main concern, in a way, hmm. or the priority. Or and,
0: um, your truth. Exactly. The truth that you wish to express exactly. should take precedent over everyone else's Yeah, that. exactly. There has to be a self-importance yeah. to it, because if you, if
1: you can't get behind it, then yeah. what's the point? Exactly. And and it's not even in a sort of selfish way, but it's like, you know, it's, it's sort of beyond that, because it's like, you know, this is what I want to present. Um, And <laughs> anyway, they... They you know, they pretty much um didn't sort of let me do it and you know, I wasn't sort of able to do it. Um so I got sort of really annoyed and then I just ended up presenting um loads of huge plants, right? <laughs> um like massive, you know, so we can like sort of couple of feet high and a load of them I g- grabbed from my parents' house and like <laughs> tweaking them such like chuck them in the van. And like and you know, it it um It looked great, um, but, you know, like at that time I was sort of very, you know, I didn't really know, I guess, what to do in a sense because I felt like, well, you know, everything that I had been leading up to and sort of um, like pursuing, I guess, wasn't really going to be allowed to be shown. I was just thinking of
0: someone coming to Joseph Bayes with a fucking risk assessment when, it, when oh, he when man. he did America Hates Me, lo- Loves Me or whatever the piece is called. He's like, well, there is going to be a hyena in that's there hilarious. and it might have rabies. <laughs> so it's re- really unsafe for you, Joseph.
1: Oh, so good. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to then show something that almost like doesn't, doesn't have a meaning you Mm. know like you know there wasn't um like there wasn't like a purpose to it and you know again it's just that funny thing of how you can sort of show anything now i guess because of people that were sort of brave enough to pioneer you know the craziest things like decades Mm. ago when there was just like paintings Mm. in, in, in frames and stuff
0: well, do you yeah. think that that served us though in, in our in our journey towards total harmony with the spirit? Mm. Do you think that that the ability to stick a toilet mm. in the middle of a of a gallery and put a signature on it and mm. go voila, you mm. know? Do you think that that has served us in our in our in our mission? If mm. our mission is like you wanted to do in your mm. art degree mm. was to tell the truth, mm.
1: you know, no doubt. I think that kind of was so influential because it presented this notion of like oh um you know the idea is important and um it's almost like you know if if that idea makes us think about something that is sort of equally you know as valid um as, you know, like a classical painting, you know, from a sort of master painting kind of thing. Because I guess they both do the same thing.
0: So I've, I I wrestle with my gratitude to for postmodernism because I, I, I subscribe to the idea that everything is important. I subscribe to the idea that even nonsense, the knowledge mm-hmm. of nonsense will drive us towards some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. And I do wrestle with the postmodernists and i do think it's very necessary that we get out of that phase you know so mm, mm. we've got into we we've, we've learned what we need to learn from mm, it mm. but then you kind of look at the way the world goes and mm. you realize that we're hungry, we're we're in a drought of meaning, a Mm, drought of mm, substance mm. and I think it's beautiful that those group of artists allowed us to look at a Mm, plant mm, look mm, at mm. nature, even look at the kitschy creations of man and look Mm, at mm. everything as wonderful but simultaneously that creates an opportunity for everyone to look at everything as meaningless Mm, mm. and for me that creates a disturbance that I'm starting to see in art now mm. as needing to be reconciled. You
1: know, I, and it might, that, I guess, you know, that sort of that history might have been necessary um, and have had to be so extreme for us to then finally, you know, sort of recall and, and you know, I guess sort of somehow, you know, go back to or like... Um, you know, minimize or sort of, you know, reduce or, um, yeah, try and like detox somehow, you know, Mm. to just like the essentials and like the, you know, the basics and the the natural.
0: Well, detox to essence is like, that's a a revelatory, you want to talk about Duchamp and and radical ideas. The, The idea of essence in this day and age is ridiculously radical. That, you start introducing essence into the social equation, you bring down the whole structure. You bring you bring absolutely everything down. And it's not something that the way we live can come back from. And it's something that the conversation's starting to go that way, mm. you know, because of global crises mm. and, and and humanitarian failures. But I mean, I want that conversation, but I completely understand why people get a whiff of it. Mm. and run from it because mm. it's it's destructive destructive in the most constructive way yeah, possible exactly. introducing the idea of essence back into
1: reality it's so like confrontational mm. in a way i guess maybe because you know as a you know as a sort of consuming society i feel like you know maybe you know subconsciously we have that guilt you know we we know i suppose you know i feel like you know, for us as, you know, spiritual beings, um, you know, we can feel, I suppose, something isn't right, um, even if it's something that's so so subtle. Um, And I guess there's that kind of weird weird escapism or, or, you know, numbness um, that we can get from, you know, the way that... most of us may like live our lives. I feel like you know everyone surely I, th- I think, wants to, um, sort of detox and, you know, find meaning again because. That's I mean that seems so, integral and, um, you know such a sort of core, like, you know, philosophy and. It, you know, you would hope that we come round to sort of connecting with that again. Um, you know, it's just it's just hard to know, I suppose, how long that <laughs> how, will,
0: how long it takes. <laughs> so, how does that uh, quest for meaning manifest itself in your own creations? One could mm. look at your work and. See the chaos in mm. it, you know. See the random mm, mm, mm. in it, and and see a contradiction in that statement.
1: Um, it's odd because I guess as an as an artist or as a as someone who creates, it's you know it, I guess it's even just in the in the word that you're going to be outputting, mm. you know, something or you're you're going to be uh, manifesting something out of nothing yeah um so it, it, that is it is odd to think wait in one sense i'm 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 adding i'm lit le- you know um i'm adding to you know the noise, but the thing I think you know with with the physical sort of music um i make um it it certainly doesn't seem uh like necessary or sort of vital that you know it needs to sort of exist in you know in these sort of physical forms but like you know i guess that comes from you know this sort of unending curiosity to you know try and make a device do something it can't or or try and you know make it um Break, but in a diff in a different way, and mm. you know, turn it inside out, or um, and it's this sort of like this um, quest of sort of trying to understand electronics in in some sense without having studied it. But so it, it's great, especially when you know, like so many other musicians, especially when you spend a lot of time on a computer or you know on on sort of a laptop and. You know, you can make work in that way. Um, so it was nice to then almost, like, go back to this thing of, you know, actually going away from the computer and making noise with your hands, mm. you know. Um, like, dealing with an object or, or sort of investigating an object, its materials, um, it, like, yeah, its form. And, you know, again, you know, undoubtedly that came from me studying fine art because... You know, even though I didn't do anything traditional like painting or anything, um, you know, I I got so much more out of it. You know, I learned or gathered so many more ideas that has kept me going for like all that time since. It's, it's
0: interesting. It's making me realise that art is the exploration of the relationships between things. That's all uh, electronics is. Mm. You know, you have a you have a uh, a current, a voltage, or whatever, mm, mm, mm. and you have a destination. Mm. So in that relationship between those two things, you might create a frequency or or, or, or whatever, you know. Mm. And then, all right, that relationship is established. Now what happens if I add this into the relationship? How does that affect that initial relationship? Mm. And, and even when I think about it, if I sit down at the piano to write a song, I press a key and I go, all right, well, that in its isolation is that. How does that relate to this? And even in fine art, there's the the, the, at the most primitive level, at the most physical level, it's the relationship between colours and space, Mm. you know, composition. Mm. But then as you start to build the layers up, the the, it's how does that physical reality relate to a spiritual reality? And then you just keep stacking the relationships and then I guess postmodernism adds in the self-awareness, the Mm self-referentialism into that relationship. Well, how can I have a primitive awareness with a spiritual awareness and then a practical self-awareness and you get postmodernism? So then, Mm -hmm. you know, what do we add add in or take away, you Mm -hmm. know? I'm certain in, in your circuitry, it's just it's just as important what you take away. Mm. I just got a Juno six, and I'm starting to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about putting the faders up; it's right. about what can you put up and then mm.
1: create space to take away afterwards. Uh, but you know what? The what's interesting about that um, is, you know, literally <laughs> the the type of synthesis is called subtractive, right? Which is, which I mean, you know, which is incredible and so perfect because it's that type of um, I guess making a sound where you're i guess you start with a uh, you know a tone right um or even say i guess before that just a waveform that mm. you know the the synth will generate, and what's really interesting is you have all these other tools after it, like the filter and the envelope, and especially with the filter you're taking away, which is really interesting because sure like you can you can boost frequencies with it, but generally. It's really interesting how we were talking about this, and you know that synthesizer you have here is, you know, works by subtracting. Mm. You know, and for example, you know, contrarily, there's there's additive synthesis, which is obviously where you you know add on, you know, you sort of stack um, oscillators, and then so many other types. But it's 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 great how one of the most, you know, the most popular style is subtractive, mm. and and you know, it, I guess yeah, that seems to just be you know or it could be or should be a lesson for so many other things you know this well, yes. idea of taking away
0: yeah the spiritual i feel like most religions are built on the idea of a of reality being a subtractive experience mm. you know you have the the glory and grace of god in every religion mm. and then some kind of separation some kind of fall maybe in the western religions mm. I, I guess even in my experience of like Sufi religion—that's mm. like my the closest one I subscribe to, yeah. anyway. It's uh, there's this separation which creates a longing, and that space in between is subtractive because you know us on this side of reality is less than the glory and power mm-hmm. of whatever God represents. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, maybe actually this is an ad- an additive experience. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is building on the pure frequency that permeates. Maybe this is a an additive. Maybe we are the oscillators. We are the the, the additions. We mm. are the expansions and mm. the expressions. Because mm. I guess that's it's an interesting thing to think about. Mm. Expression is an it seems like an adding word.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Like a m- multiplier. Yeah, no? yeah, definitely. Because Accumulative it's how, as well. Yeah, cumulative. So I wonder in language if there's a. What do you call it? What do you call a subtractive expression?
1: Wow.
0: Um, I, I don't. I, I, I don't the, know. I'd but it's in find that. Yeah. If it, that feels like because I do feel there's something in that mm. that our expression is guided for whatever reason towards reductionism, towards mm-hmm. essentialism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to... Take away all of this stuff and get back to the purity. Mm. And I wonder if there's a way to flip it in the time to come mm. of how to build on
1: it. Perhaps, yeah, you're either subtracting maybe certain layers, or you know preconceptions, I guess, that you may have, um, or you know, like certain formattings like that. I guess you might have like learned and stuff to then get down to this like core essential. Mm. Um, Whereas, in, on the other hand, you, you could think of it as maybe we're all, you know, sort of, sort of we begin as this default kind of state. and um, We're sort of equal and, you know, everyone's sort of the same, I suppose, like universally. And then, you know, throughout our lives, it becomes an additive thing where, you know, through, you know, like nature and then nurture, I suppose, even more so, you know, and all these influences, and I guess you know, like your upbringing and stuff. You know, then we start becoming who we are, and you know, we, we sort of form
0: our characters. Deprogramming essentially, mm. getting away all of the clutter, getting away all of the experience, removing it all, and and getting a look at yourself mm. first and foremost, mm. and then being like, all right, well, I've done that. Subtractive experience now, now it's time to multiply, (laughs) now it's time to to, uh, create, Mm. which is, it's it's revelatory for me. You know, the idea of of going backward in societal terms and in just the general uh, perception is that that's a negative thing. Mm You know, but it's not until you actually go back, undo what you thought was hard work, undo what you thought was growth, and get to look at it all mm-hmm. and go, "All right, I'm gonna head in a true direction, even if it's in the same direction that I've been going." It's the principle in the alchemy alchemist book, you know. Mm-hmm. You does that whole experience just to realize that the treasure was underneath where he dreamt of the the journey? You know that, and this. Yeah, I, I wish that for everybody, you know the 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 courage to go back, the courage to return from where they started. Mm. Like for you, what, how did your creative pursuit first manifest
1: itself? I lived in Sri Lanka till I was 10, right so I came yeah, I came to London and I was, so I was in maybe maybe one or two like primary schools and then, and then you know you start your secondary year stuff. Um, but that's the thing, like, you know, certainly there was no, um, sort of, you know, explicit exposure to sort of, you know, visual art when I was in Sri Lanka. Um, you know, of course there, there are like the fine arts and the sort of, um, you know, the cultural arts there that are really, you know, quite rich, but, I guess I would have just sort of absorbed them, just kind of, you know, quite generally, mm. as with everything else. And you know, I'm trying to think, at what point there would have been like this, you know, this spark or you know the beginning of a sort of flame to do with like the curiosity for that stuff. But it's really hard to pinpoint because again, there was it wasn't like a thing that had run in the family either. Mm. If you know if you get to like study or find out or um, you know get to like you know do it in a sense you like you're really lucky because it means somehow you've been able to um, you know escape I suppose the the you know like the routine um, that is seems like almost that's like predestined or you know this kind of this mm. the the um, inevitable like sort of city like rat race and you know the like the formula you know that seems so prescribed um, you know you get a good you get you go, you know you do a good subject you get a degree and you get a good job and then it's like all all these like future steps are laid out mm. you know you <laughs> you find a partner you get married and you have kids you know you have a house and have a car and stuff like that and and you know I think you know I'm 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 not gonna I guess forget how grateful I am I think to to be outside of that Mm. you know my
0: housemates from South Africa he moved he lived in South Africa uh, for the first 20 years of his life then moved here when he was like 21 Mm. Um, and his whole family moved here. And it's something something that he... I'll bring this full circle back to you in a second, but I'm still thinking in the subtractive way. He comes here and the things he misses is his own primal nature. Mm. He, he not resents, but he sees the blinders that comfort and security brings. And I wonder if you moving as a child from a quote unquote more privileged uh, from a quote-unquote more primitive way mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. into a more industrial mm-hmm. quote unquote civilized I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the right word is but mm-hmm. in that sense there is a we, we are not primitive creatures here you know we are formulaic mm-hmm. there's no instinct it's it's very external yeah quite robotic. Um, and it's the maybe it's that 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 void that that subtractive experience had for you is like that's what created the longing. You know, growing up and having your formulative years and not knowing anything other than uh, a, a primitive way of being, you know, survivalism mm. and, and that being the focus and then coming here and being afforded comfort and mm-hmm. security mm-hmm. and almost fate in a sense mm. and reassurance and being like, well, hang on, some, something's lost here. There's a certain level of uncertainty. There's a certain level of chaos mm. that
1: I miss. It doesn't even feel like I had these, like, you know, first 10 years living, you know, in a much like, more simple place where, you know, things were slower. Um, you know, it was like this like, perfect sort of, like, paradise island you know it it like uh, beautiful weather and like beautiful you know wildlife and food and stuff like that and it's weird because i don't remember feeling a um a longing for the for that and i don't feel um weirdly that i i'd i missed it you know i think because those years just seemed so important in in the in the sort of like, you know, building of your character, you know, those early sort of teens, you know, you begin to sort of understand who you are, you know, you, you I guess you, you know, you start making like real sort of, you know, adult decisions for, for the first time and stuff. And I guess this being my environment and stuff, I just, I think I just got locked into. Kind of, you know, this mentality, this this sort of like city life, and um, you know the aspirations. I suppose. Mm. Luckily, I managed to sort of break away from or like jump out of that kind of conveyor belt. You know, that was otherwise going to end up um, being quite like robotic and you know systematic. If I were to make propaganda
0: for Western civilization or or any cosmopolitan city it would it would center around the idea of like here we control chaos Mm -hmm. that would be my uh, essential statement you know and I feel like my experience with what you've created my minimal experience and this very abstract experience of just experiencing it through Instagram this encouragement of chaos of allowing a machine to make its own music, mm, mm. you know, to have no certainty, to have mm, no control, mm, mm. to create the conditions where something can happen mm. and let it be whatever it is, that suggests to me like a your antidote to that control of chaos. It's the it's the suffocation of of chaos mm. that I see in as inspiring your art. Mm. Which is what it makes, that's why it makes it so interesting to me that mm. the, it's very rare to literally see someone create and embrace chaos and and, mm. and sit and observe it and, and love it mm. and enjoy it. Mm.
1: After the album in 2015, I didn't make that much uh, sort of recorded music, but then I was doing a lot of music for like theatre and sort of dances and stuff like that with that venues and then so it's one of those two weird things where because of that I was spending less time on releasing music I guess because of that circumstance I got into this kind of um, more experimental kind of you know like um, instrument building practice or you know modifying and hacking kind of thing but it's you know what's interesting is interesting is that i've been oh, i've and en- i've liked that stuff forever anyway i mean i've you know i've been into the kind of really sort of diy and in you know, a self-built kind of like scene for a long time it's interesting because now you know I've, i i enjoyed this kind of experimental sort of sound art thing so much and finally there are platforms for it you know i'm able to sh- sort of show it or display it or Demonstrate it in places um, and perform it and talk about it, which is great because, you know, I wasn't able to do that before, um, but it's kind of just this maybe this unfortunate sort of turn of events that I had to maybe leave those other things mm. for a while in order for this to finally sort of, you know, manifest. You posted something on your Instagram about
0: it was like a, I think it might have been a, Physicist, And he'd correlated, like, all of these chemical components and lined them up with, like, emotions.
1: That image sort of map thing um, by this amazing American uh, this musician and he's an instrument maker as well of this really strange... Well, I guess he sort of, like, like champions this, like, really strange tuning system right and and he's he's obviously got a sort of crazy brain but he's called bill wesley he wanted to sort of visualize this kind of map of working out what he thought some of these emotions were in according to frequency and stuff for like that
0: the thing that that interest that i wanted to understand about it is the relationships between all of the different layers that he was expressing you know is how are we correlating joy with chemical compounds or or elements you know how are we exp- how are we how are we finding something similar quantifiably something similar in emotions mm. and uh Colors or emotions in compounds or emotions with... uh, What was some of the other stuff?
1: I mean, there's that interesting, I guess, like... um, Studies people have done with, you know, music and sort of colors. And that's Mm. really interesting because, you know, that seems like that's been something that's been explored for a long time because maybe it seems really... um, I guess those two things seem to just present itself as really like wanting to sort of meet in some, some some sense. And like it's it's funny though, because again, I guess even everything we've seen so far, even all the different sort of studies and stuff, it there's definitely no uh, you know, it's I guess it's not based on any like fact because Again, you know, I mean, we're talking about connecting, you know, the kind of red to a certain, certain like, sound or even, like, musical, like, feeling. Uh, But what's really interesting about that is how that is just such a personal sort of and unique, I guess, sort of subjective,
0: like... Isn't it it dealing with the objective nature of music and color it's, it's the analysis of frequency and how that's so an a is just a division of a pure tone yeah um and color is just the an expression of white or black yeah, you know yeah. it's, a, it's the relationship between the two things yeah so it's not necessarily subjective it's about the objective nature of these relationships someone might have might hear an A and be like, oh, that makes me feel blue or whatever. Yeah. But scientifically, these people are trying to go, well, actually, if A is 440 hertz yeah. and and the color red is 440 hertz, and then scientifically and objectively, those two are the same language. That's yeah. what blows me away is, yeah, yeah. is that everything exists on a f- frequency spectrum. Yeah, Everything emits a certain frequency or is or is expressed through frequency, mm. and it's just getting the correlation
1: between all of the dimensions. Yeah. That's but, the thing that blows me away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the weird thing then, that all the different types of people who have their own, I guess, versions of it mm. have tried to then draw these lines and connect these two, like, I guess, weirdly, like, this, you know, those two sort of, like entities are, are are so sort of different, yet yeah. it feels like, or at least you know, I guess maybe you know we want to find a, a commonality or pattern there. So we're, you know, we're trying to bring them two together. Um, and you know, it's interesting because people with um, that Anesthesia. synesthesia, yeah, you know, that condition. I mean, it's funny because again, for them, I, as far as I know, I'm not sure if there's even. Anything universal, I suppose. With
0: yeah, that's a really good question. You know, is, wanna, there a, is there a commonality? Yeah, with does everyone with synesthesia hear B flat yeah. and see orange? Exactly.
1: Mm. Um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna just assume no, yeah, and then and then it's really just it's just funny because then he means again. Uh, it's like all these just different possibilities that people are kind of suggesting it's interesting the idea of like
0: if you were to follow one of these color frequencies to music charts that yeah. so you could uh, essentially paint uh a picture with music yeah. and simultaneously you could uh write a song with a painting yeah definitely you know you could cover you could get your key which is the the the, the the color of the canvas and you can start to build your embellishments and but it's interesting that the the difference between painting and music is that music music exists in time and space whereas painting and fine art even sculpture which takes up space exists outside of that and the same with a photograph Mm. it transcends out of time and space it becomes an its world in itself. So Mm. it's trying to find the middle ground of like, well, how does a music Mm. become still, stationary? Mm. And how does a sculpture or how does something that's stuck get movement?
1: That's quite an interesting one, how then it gets to exist in a much more sort of organic and and abstract way as... You know, like outside of that gallery space, you know, it exists in thought somehow. Mm. Um, and then I guess in that way, like it gets to then become more like music somehow because mm. it doesn't seem to be so like locked in and to its like physical space. You know, and that's really.
0: Is your... It's similar to the the to your mission in art, I guess, which is to. It's some. I haven't quite defined it concisely, but there's something to do with the experience. In a, in a in fine art, there is the experience. The painting doesn't necessarily, or the the sculpture or whatever, doesn't necessarily have its own experience. Mm. It doesn't ha- its experience is lived vicariously through you. Mm. But then music is is a life force in and of itself. Mm. It's something that, it's a vehicle that you can get in and it will take you somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas the fine art gets into you and lives through you, mm. which is interesting. Yeah,
1: oh well, should I get one of the things?
0: Oh, shit, yeah, of course.
1: So, yeah, this is one of the tape. Um, but, I mean, essentially, so it's just a tape player that, mm. uh, it, it's, one of, it's one of these weird, like, Chinese-made devices that it's for learning... Languages, right? Okay. So it's got a built-in sampler. Oh wow! Yeah, which is just so crazy. But uh, let me just put the battery in. Um And obviously, when I came across it, like, you know, I went wild because i was like, first, <laughs> wait, like, fuck, you, know, you
0: need about twenty quid just to get the batteries in there. Huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's six double A's. <laughs>
1: Every time it records a loop, it the tape stops just so that it plays, but loop mm. plays the loop back. But um. I sort of just added this switch to the side so that when you record it doesn't stop playing the tape doesn't stop playing so then it feeds you, back into itself yeah so if you record oh because there's a tape loop in there right so if you record the entire tape loop length into the sampler they both start playing at the same time so then oh wow you know <laughs> so I have, to, I have to show you you have to <laughs> so I've recorded the loop into the sampler but it's still playing from the tapes. So now, like, it's you get that really beautiful thing where, because of the inconsistencies between the lengths, they start overlapping. I and, and now it will never repeat in the same pattern. Oh, Okay. You know, um, so it's that kind of like thing. We've mentioned other times of like that, the chaos. But you know, it's. It's not controlling it, but it's trying to, mm. you know, it's trying to, like, just get some grasp of it. It's such a sort of simple, like, device. You're able to create something that's almost, like, never-ending. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, infinitely repeats.
0: Do you ever get the urge to try and control it in a sense of you hear a bit of magic and you're like, oh, fuck, I wish I could lock into that moment over and over and over again? Because, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you're, this is about the experience for you. It's about the, the unfolding of infinite, possibilities but then when something happens that's so serendipitous and so magical do you never get the sense
1: of oh i wish i wish that was i wish that could live forever i wish that no definitely that's the thing i think i've i've begun used to no i've begun getting used to some of that because with a lot of these objects you know it's really hard to repeat things and it's and you know being like such a perfectionist with some things like that's the worst right especially you know if you like having control over the things you want to yeah like this um, sort of uncertainty and, and inconsistency and certainly like random you know real random element to the events it's difficult to work with but then you realize you know what that that is like completely its essence right and that's like the charm and the magic of it and you realize like wait you know then if anything that's like its feature like you know if I wanted to you know loop something sort of like in in a strict sense you know then you know you know what you can use or you know how to sort of go about that and you'd be using something that's very precise I suppose Mm. but what's then really incredible is having these like weird devices that break away from that. And it's just really interesting because, again, it seems to break away from some of the things that we just learn or we think that music is, you know, it's a structure, Mm. you know, and there's like rules, I suppose. There's certain rules that we... (laughs) What's happening there? (laughs) The motor's just being weird, but okay, yeah. it's
0: trying to catch back. Itself. It's the, it's uh another def, it's leading me to another definition of art, which is a, a record of a perfect moment of chance.
1: Yeah, right.
0: It's the there's obviously you've got like some uh very free relationship with it. Yeah, no, in, no. In the sense of where you don't feel like you need to capture it.
1: Yeah, I think I've, you know, I've finally come come around to, like, appreciating the, like, the unpredictable nature of it, you know, and, and then now trying to run with that and then trying to somehow contain or document that to a level. Um, and, you know, it's interesting thinking about how when I was at art school, I was purposefully not documenting some works and then, you know, then thinking about what that means and how that can exist in, you know, in the in the real sort of art world. And then now, <laughs> you know, having these, like, moments of, say, um, unique, you know, musical, um, you know, how would you say it, like, sort of uh, expression and, you know the, these moments that certainly won't be able to be repeatable um, you know due to like the parameters then you weirdly and ironically you need to then document it <laughs> in order to at least um, have an archive you know mm. uh, be able to recall and remember it have proof as yeah. well proof
0: Which, prove that the uh, there was some magic
1: yeah and and you know, again, because some of this stuff is unpredictable in a sense, and they, you know, you don't know what their lifespan is. Then it's like, okay, well, at least maybe I've been able to like solidify it in in a in a sense that it can be like retrieved. You know, it's like a, you know, it's like a memory, but like you know, for my sake, but also others, just mm. to be like, okay, well, look, this this can do this thing, and. Here's at least the one record of it um, because it, it's kind of fleeting in a sense.
0: There's a, there's a cosmic uh, mortality to it in the sense of mm-hmm. like there's all of this chaos and all of this waiting for the moment where you go, oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> you know, there's this kind of meandering mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. In, in, in potential. In in curiosity and intrigue, mm. and then the the potential and and the outcome lines up into a moment yeah, where, yeah. where we both go, oh, whoa, shit, that was crazy. Yeah. And if you stretch that, that, that's in a very small amount of time. But if you stretch that out into uh, the limits of time, into into the scope of the universe, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of really reflects our position in in yeah. in time and space of where we're in this experience, and it's like. We're in that moment. Mm. We live in that moment day to day of, whoa, everything has aligned perfectly to a point of where we get to look at it and be aware of its uh, improbability Mm. and also its beauty. And no wonder we're compelled to Mm -hmm. grab a piece of paper, grab some paints, grab a recording device, not even grab, invent ways Mm. to...
1: Keep them forever. Exactly. You know what I mean. It seems like such a good and simple analogy, right? Because yeah, in, in the way you just described it, like it's true. It's like somehow we, you know, I've tried to even subconsciously distill, like you know, our like existence. <laughs> You know, in in a just scaled down, so I can like see it. How mm. weird! Is, how crazy yeah. is that? It's uh, mind blowing. It's the same as as
0: as like that guy you were talking about earlier. Yeah, you've essentially boiled the whole human experience down into this fucking language learning device, which yeah, is like, yeah, which yeah. is beautifully ironic in itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this tool of understanding. You've boiled it, the whole cosmos down into this little fucking
1: contraption. It's insane.
0: It is insane. It's beautiful. Congratulations. (laughs) You know, if I can sit here with absolutely no understanding of what it is that you've done and see our whole existence in it, you know, you're doing something right. (laughs) So fucking hats off to you, bro. Thank you so much. (laughs) Teach me. (laughs) <laughs> that feels like a perfect place to sign off.
1: Oh, bro, yeah.
0: Thank you for coming and chatting so to me, much, man. Ryan. I really appreciate it's it. It's been a treat, yeah. Um, I can't wait to have a, another conversation later down the line yeah, and yeah. See, uh, see what it turns into.
1: That would be amazing. Cool, bro. Thanks, Appreciate it, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that was great, man.